Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. I'm Tammy, and I'm Brad. Hey! No Claire this week. No Claire is still celebrating the coronation of uh, of, of her <laughs> of her sovereign leader, good old King Sausage Fingers, King Chucky Sausage Fingers. <laughs> uh, she was so emotional about you know the coronation. Like after after we finished recording the last episode, she was like, "This is such a beautiful moment for my brave heroic people <laughs> and our and our and our wonderful empire." <laughs> Oh, God. I think we would have to actually stop being friends with Claire if anything even remotely like that happened. She became like a full, like, full-blown monarchist. Yeah. If <laughs> you like, uh, I'm sorry. Brad, we're not doing this with Claire anymore, right? <laughs> Just back away slowly. Um, but yeah, so she's not with us this week, but that doesn't mean we're not going to continue, although I wish we would have skipped this episode. Um, this is the worst episode I've seen, but also not great. Uh, we're talking about the episode Brothers in Arms from season four. It's episode two. Uh, and we've got to do a 60 second Wait, hold summary. on. Sorry, be- oh. before we start. Now, Tammy, have we both watched the episode this week? I watched Brothers in Arms. So everyone on the epi- on this ep- that's recording this episode has seen the episode? Oh. <laughs> that's wild. <Okay. laughs> Still throwing Claire under the bus. Can I just say? <laughs> Last week was the most Claire thing that has ever occurred. <laughs> I was somehow shocked and not shocked at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Brad's silence was deafening. <laughs> I uh, was very annoyed in the moments. Oh, I, I could tell. And honestly, it only made it funnier for me. Like, we, had, we literally had a conversation about it the week before. Uh, and uh, Dan's like, he goes, well, and because you were the only one prepared last week, because I have to watch everything like the night before. I was like, oh, I said I was prepared with either that we mm-hmm. would so uh it worked out it all worked out but, it's all you know. fine it's all fine but yeah i mean i kind of wish i had skipped out on this app but no i watched <laughs> it yeah all right brad let's go ahead and get the 60 second summary going alexa open 60 second summary okay let me pick claire <gasps> no fuck you fuck you <laughs> all right we'll we'll save that for when claire returns uh <laughs> all right but for this week alexa open 60 second summary okay let me pick claire are you kidding well me? <laughs> we'll save that for the next week after claire returns <laughs> I'm just going to save these audio files and we'll play them. Um, all right. But for serious, though, for the episode Brothers in Arms, Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick Claire. What? <laughs> How? Okay, we're being trolled now, right? I Alexa's mean, just trolling us. This is like, a, this is a kooky prank. This is a kooky <laughs> prank. Very funny. But for real, though, Alexa, open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick Tammy. <laughs> I mean, she tried, Tammy. She tried to help you. She tried so many times. <laughs> I. How did that? 
that happen? <laughs> that <laughs> I like is... to understand the mechanics of Alexa. No, the this like the statistic probabilities of my Alexa device are nothing but mysteries. Yeah. Cause let, let's let's just lay this out so far for Highlander, okay? For Highlander, this will be my twenty-seventh time doing the sixty second summary. Brad, you have also done it twenty-seven times. And Claire, having landed and thrown herself into 60 Seconds on Summary, I don't know, three or four times now? She's only done it 17. Well, she's got three more to add to that (laughs) that are in the bank, so... (laughs) Tammy, Uh. (laughs) as you've watched this episode and are not on vacation currently... (laughs) (laughs) Take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened in this episode, what were people doing, what were they wearing, who's the worst judge of character, uh, which bromance is going through a rocky patch, whatever you need to describe this episode in as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under, because then... You would be a confederate paintball chump. I don't even know what was happening. (sighs) (sighs) And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. Charlie's back, only to die. (laughs) But he's back. He's fighting this immortal cord. He's fighting an immortal cord. (laughs) Who's a phony arms dealer or whatever. I don't even know. And then like, so of course Duncan has to get involved because it's Charlie. And then Joe has to get involved because he's in love with all immortals, including Cord who saved his life. And it's like a whole thing. And Joe is the most whiny bitch. My God. And then, uh, yeah, so it's not good, but, uh... Cord says he's gonna leave Charlie alone, and then he throws it like he shoots him, and he falls off of like throws him off a building. Um, and then shockingly, Charlie's alive long enough for Duncan to say, "I'm an immortal." Charlie to make a joke about it, and then die. <laughs> and yeah, I think Joe and uh, what's his face are done now. The end. <laughs> One minute, two seconds. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird one. It is. Um, before we recorded, I had told Brett, I was like, I think they could have condensed this to about 10 minutes of actual episode I would have wanted to watch. I mean. And that would have been done. <laughs> I, I could have cut out a few of those paintball scenes. So many paintball scenes. I was very confused. I was like, we had a paintball place. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, some fun facts, which there's not really that many. I did find one fun fact. Um, well, I've got two things. One of them is a fun fact that uh, we no longer have the um, behind the scenes shit anymore, but we still have our transcripts. And in the transcripts, I found out that Cord's original name in the shooting script was Kolsky. Hmm. And then they changed his name to Cord. So a lot of the original, like, deleted scene shit just says Kolsky. And I was like, what the f- who's Kolsky? And then they finally, like, wrote a note about <laughs> Kolsky as Cord. I was like, oh, okay. This guy just doesn't look like a Kolsky to me. Nope, nope. So I have a feeling they named him Kolsky and then they cast a Cord. 
<laughs> so uh, that's what happened there. And then um, Dusty Reviews, this is the last review we have of him. I forgot to look last week, so oh well. Um, but this week he was fine with a lot of it, but also thought like the storyline where with Charlie... Um, almost dying and not quite finding out about being in a more like we've seen that and so now we just have him dying again and now finally finding out and it just kind of was silly he didn't he didn't enjoy that part of the episode that it was he just thought it was a regurgitation of what we've already seen um and also thought it was crazy convenient that joe would <laughs> know this other immortal that Charlie is involved in and uh, said, I, I like this Dusty Reviews says um, Charlie's Balkan immortal being one and the same as Joe's immortal rescuer was asking far too much suspension of disbelief. This show, that's what your problem uh, is? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I just thought that, that that's where our friend Dusty Reviews draws the line. <laughs> Um, and then talking about, like, I, and I'm sure we'll talk about this too, but, like, you know, this has gotten a little bit in the way of Duncan and Joe's friendship, but I'm sure Dusty reviews, and I also agree, that will probably repair, be repaired pretty quickly. I don't think that's gonna, like, last for that long. Probably an episode, maybe, too. Um, and they both seemed... Oh, and then this was interesting. One subtext of the plot was that both Joe and Duncan were willing to let Charlie die before telling him that Cord was immortal. That reminds the audience again just how important this, that secret is, a reminder which is probably necessary due to Duncan and Joe's friendship. But I just was like, nah, I just thought it was really fucking shitty of them. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it for I don't know how long now. Like, when is Charlie just gonna find out that Duncan's immortal? This is, like, really stupid. And yeah. uh, it it cost him his life, <laughs> but that's fine. That just means Richie can is allowed back on the show. We know why. We know why yeah. that he can't. Yeah. He had to die because <laughs> they're not allowed to be on the same episode. <laughs> can't. Uh, so that's really all I had for fun facts. Uh, Brad, what was happening when this episode aired? Ah, uh, so many things are happening, guys. So many things are happening. But don't trust IMDb, because those motherfuckers will tell you that it was October 21st, but everywhere else says October 2nd. So <laughs> unless this showed wildly out of order, and IMDb is the only one that's hip to that fact, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but we are going to be talking about the date October 2nd. 1995. All right. Now I gotta go back to this website because uh, I had the wrong date there. Um, as we all know, uh, Moon Over Buffalo opens at the Martin Beck Theater for 308 performances. Really? 95? <laughs> Weird. I didn't realize that can't be right, right? Am I insane? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just like listening to this realization happen. I'm just like, I, I thought that play was older than it was. That's crazy. That's such a, like an old timey play. Weird. <laughs> All right. <sighs> I mean, I know it's set in the fifties and I didn't yeah. think it was necessarily of the fifties, but I thought it was like some like Neil Simon era, you know, like, yeah. 95? It's a real throwback. Crazy. All right. Um, also, the Sierra C Seattle Mariners beat California Angels nine 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 to one. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to read sports facts. <laughs> I was like nine one nine to one in a playoff game to win AL West, which we all know and remember and understand completely. Absolutely. Um. So there's that. 
So, great. Love that. And also, as we all know, give me some weird days and weird saints. What have we got? Uh, it's it's World Farm Animal Day. What? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, <coughs> we're celebrating Gandhi's birthday, you know, if that's a, yeah, so that's a thing that can happen. Um, uh, no weird Catholic saints? How bizarre. Um, oh, it's, uh, Memorial of Guardian Angels in the Roman Catholic Church, so, uh, I oh. guess... Memorial for gar- memorial for of guardian of guardian angels. Like, so you're having a. I mean, listen, all cards on the table. People that believe in guardian angels are extra dumb and lame. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. I can't with a grown ass adults like believe. But having a memorial for guardian, like, hey guys, let's just take a moment and think about all those brave guardian angels out there every day. <laughs> like, take, grow take the some fuck time. Up. Grow the fuck up. I'm sorry. I can't. I just, I can't take that shit serious. Uh, Listen, am am I mocking someone's religious beliefs? Absolutely. (laughs) Your beliefs are so childish and dumb. I can't. I can't. Um, so yeah, crazy. Uh, also, on this day, uh, boring, boring, boring. Um, I, I know I don't like to read, uh, about YouTubers and whatnot, but yeah. I love a, I love a dumb YouTuber name. And oh YouTuber God. star Mo, Moma, Moma Fifa HD was born on no. this very day. Wah, wah, Moma Fifa HD. Shout out to that hero. Um, hope they're not a Nazi. <laughs> always gonna be said. I don't support or endorse these people. I just shout out their birthday if they have a funny name. Um, <laughs> top song in the U.S. and top fake song. Top song in the U.S. Mariah Carey Fantasy. Yep. UK Simply Red Fairground. Wow. So, there you go. Um, what about films? We had so many great films last week. So what do we got uh, with new films? Well, number one at the box office, seven. Still there. Of course. Of course. Um, uh, new this week, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Ooh. Mid-90s horror movies. Hard pass. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, number three, new movie, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Devil in a Blue Dress. Denzel Washington, okay. Don right. Cheadle. All okay. Right. All right. Oh, set in the 40s. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Neo-noir mystery thriller. I oh. feel like this needs to be added to the list. fucking list, absolutely. Yeah. This looks good. Um, yeah, I like that. All right. Thank you, movie. Um, number four, The Big Green. The Big Green. Yeah. Uh, fresh from England. Oh, already about a fake country. Um, fresh from England <laughs> on a foreign exchange program, teacher Miss Anna, Olivia Diablo, arrives in a small Texas town where the local students don't have much to be happy about. Oh, wow. <laughs> some sad sack kids. Uh, determined to boost their spirits, Anna forms a soccer team, hoping the sport will help them out of their funk. But since they've never played before, she has her work cut out for her. She hopes that with her assistant coach, Sheriff Tom, Steve Gutenberg, all right, she might have a chance to turn their lives around. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Sad sack kids learn. This was like, okay, 95. It's like Americans are are learning about soccer all of a sudden. So (laughs) makes sense. 
Uh, but with Gutenberg? Thank you. Love it. Uh, number five, holding in there, Showgirls. Uh, six, Two Wong Fu. Seven, Dangerous Minds. Eight, another new movie, Big Steel... No, Steel Big, Steel Little. What are I you? I don't know what that means. You know <laughs> that movie. You love that movie. Uh, Ruben and Robbie. I, I don't like it already. Um, Ruben and Robbie are twin brothers who were raised separately and have become total opposites. Yeah, because they live different lives. Uh, Ruben has recently inherited a 40,000-acre Santa Barbara estate from his eccentric guardian, Mona. A friend to artisans and migrant workers, Ruben wants to transform <laughs> the land into a commune, while the cold-hearted Robbie wants to steal it from his brother, develop it, and make millions. Weird. Andy Garcia, Alan Arkin, Joey Pants, um, Ali Walker... I, I don't know what the fuck yeah. this movie is. Like, oh, Andy Garcia is playing both brothers. <laughs> this looks terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say, this does not look like it's like a movie. Nope. Uh, nine, Unstrung Heroes. Ten, Usual Suspects. Any other new movies? Uh, Moodlight and Valentino. Don't know what that is. And shockingly, just so we all know, the reception. The film received poor reviews from critics. I was a box office failure. Shocking. Hmm. Yeah. Who could it, holds, it holds a rating of 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Garcia playing both brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Another new movie we got To Die For. And that's a new one. Don't know that. Uh, anything else new, Mix? Nope. That's all of them. So that is that. But what was on TV? That's the important question. Uh, I gotta change this to the right date. And uh, what was on? Uh, we have... Alright. Sorry. One second. I always gotta look up these TV movies because they are usually golden. Um, so a lot of our usual suspects, of course, we got The Nanny, Can't Hurry Love, Murphy Brown, Chicago Hope, Melrose Place, Partners, Ned and Stacy, Fresh Prince, uh, um, In the House, um, then we got a TV movie on NBC, Fight for Justice, The Nancy Khan Story. <laughs> <laughs> love these, love these made-for-TV movie titles alone. It's already just great. When a woman is stalked by an escaped psychopath who had previously kidnapped and killed her cousin, she launches a dangerous crusade to put the man back behind bars. All right. It sounds like my life. That's what I do. <laughs> like, I forgot that, like, like we had, like, all these TV movies were, like, Lifetime movies. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Like, there was that little period of time when we just had these movies, like, on TV, and they weren't just Lifetime movies. So weird. Um, also, we've got the Star Trek Voyager episode, Twisted. Twisted. Uh, spatial distortion phenomenon occurring inside the ship changes Voyager's structural layout by twisting and compressing it. Oh, that was like a weird one. Oh, I remember that. That was, yeah. That, yeah. That was an episode that happened. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Followed by a live shot. Towering Infernos. What was Live Shot? I'm what always, was that? I'm so curious about these UPN shows that everyone has forgotten. Live Shot is an American drama television show that aired on UPN. Um, we know that. What the fuck was it about? 
Um, uh, the show centered on fictional television station KXZX in Los Angeles, Reaction News. It made an ensemble. It was it was an ensemble piece with no true main character. Yeah, that's all right. That's how ensembles work. Mm-hmm. Most notable <laughs> in the show's run was an early use of an ongoing story arc centering on the murder of a Los Angeles socialite. As the show was canceled with little warning, <laughs> the story arc was never resolved. <laughs> And they never found the killer. (laughs) Also, sports reporter Lou Waller came out of the closet in the last arc of the last episode to air. Oh, no! Consequently, the fallout of this event was never shown. (laughs) 13 episodes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce McGill was on it. Sam Anderson. There's a couple of people on it. So, here's that. Oh, my God. Weird. Uh, I just want to give you a heads up, Brad. You might want to not necessarily use IMDb for um, some of the dates besides this one, because it looks like they fucked up on various dates throughout this season. So Great. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, that, that doesn't make sense. Um, but shockingly, the last episode of the season, I was like, that can't be right. And then I also looked on Wikipedia and that is right. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's weird. So I don't know. We'll have, we'll talk about that when we get to the end of the season. Cause it's a very strange thing that they did. And I don't know why. Um, but I'm not worried about it now cause we're only on episode two. So, uh, Brad, we you talk about this episode. I guess. I know. I, I also am like... I think there's a lot to talk about. There's less to enjoy and plenty to talk about, as usual. <laughs> um, we're at the airport, uh, coming back, I guess, from the last episode, so... We're, we're coming home. I mean, we've been in Europe for a long time. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, but that, well, for this show, it's like, what, half season, half season? Yeah. Because they kind, they kind of do it, so. We've been here since uh, Anne thought Duncan died. Yeah, and then came in to tell him she pregnant. Clearly <laughs> not with his kid. <laughs> and he, he, like, was mad, and then he was okay, and then he was like, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> And then she was like, yeah, this is not going to work. No, no, I got to go. The, this, the, the writing for me is terrible. I got to get out of here. Um, so we've got a sniper and... Uh, uh, like, uh, look at this pre-9-11 world where a sniper can straight up like be yeah. able to shoot somebody coming off a plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and the, and Duncan, like, we know that something, someone's an immortal because we've got the weird buzzy thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the sniper shoots this rando dude, uh, and then, <laughs> who has a creep face already, by the way. Right away already has creep face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he gets shot, and so Duncan goes after the shooter, Turns out the shooter is Charlie. Oh, I forgot about that weird, like, bulging vein Charlie gets in his head. Oh, yeah. God, oh, I mean. Oh, yeah. That's just, it's just gross. <laughs> and he might want to get that checked out. Like, it doesn't seem like it's, it, like, that can't be healthy, right? To have, like, this, gi- I mean, like, giant fucking vein that, like, I I was like, wait, does he have a, did he get a scar that I forgot about? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's just that weird bulging vein he has, like, I, I, no other human has that, right? No. I've never no. seen anyone with that before. Nope, just Charlie. Gross. Um, and then we go to, you know, of course, 
Duncan is like, Charlie? And then we go to opening credits, uh, which we talked about last week, but still enjoyed them. May still watched be. them. Duncan McCloud. What? I love the may it be. Like, I'm so yeah. glad that I didn't imagine that as a, like... <laughs> I love the may it be. I really just love seeing the years overlapping. I, I really <laughs> just love everything about these new credits. Um, I'm sorry it took till season four to get here, but here we are with amazing credits. I wish we still had the embarrassing Chinese outfit, though. I know. I do love that that was Claire's one comment, too, last week. was like, where's the Chinese outfit? Yep, not there anymore. Um, All right, so... Duncan's trying to question Charlie, and Charlie goes, It's private, McCloud. It's got nothing to do with you. You just and shot somebody, dude. I know. I'm like, I, do you guys have that kind of friendship? Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird, yeah. I think. Uh, um, and like, Duncan's I'll, like... Tammy, listen, if you shoot somebody... <laughs> I'll cover for you, but you gotta tell me why you shot him. Tell you? I'm I'm hoping you're in on the plan. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little offended that I'm that I apparently wasn't. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So um, Duncan's like trying to ask him like what the reasoning is, reasoning is, and Charlie says because the son of a bitch deserved it. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right, Charlie. Calm it down. Do better. Now like- I did. I, I don't know why, but in my mind, every time we had to keep saying Charlie, 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 I kept having the song from Willy Wonka in my head of Cheer Up Charlie. Because <laughs> he always like, kept looking so mad and angry this whole episode. And so in my head, I kept singing the Cheer Up Charlie. And it was not good. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> it was like, oh my just god. sings that at the end. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, Charlie says it's nothing he can't handle. And Duncan says, you can't handle this one. I'm like, he can't handle anything. Like, I'm sorry. This is, Charlie has already, as we mentioned earlier already, has already almost died in the show. Yeah. (laughs) He did a fake out even. (laughs) An an inordinate amount of time to not be an immortal. Yeah, so him, so Duncan's just saying like, hey, you can't handle this one. That could actually just mean he can't handle it, but Duncan clearly knows that there's less an immortal involved. And I'm like, sorry, Duncan, you, okay, if you don't want to tell him you're an immortal, again, make up a better lie. Yeah, no, nothing. I mean, basically, it's not even a lie. I think, I feel like the entire episode, it's just him telling Charlie, like, get out of here. Uh, you don't have to do this. <laughs> like, there's, like, not even an excuse given. Like, there's nothing. They're yeah. just telling Charlie, like, ah, you can't handle it. Or, what the hell? Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, that's probably why it ne- doesn't work out for Charlie, because yeah. they're just terrible at this. Um, so Joe's got Cord in the car with him and strapped in the passenger seat. Oh, so it just like, I mean, I know, I know it's pre-9-11, but does like, did no one notice the guy Nobody. getting shot coming off an or airplane? Cared, I guess. And then like another guy put him in his van and like... It drove right outside the airport. Like, there's there's still airplanes in the background. Yep. Like, they're parked on the side of the road. No one's like, hey, should we go check on that situation? Yeah. No. I, well, maybe it's because he's black. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. It looks like a white guy's taking care of it. <laughs> white guy to the rescue. <laughs> also, what was the process of Joe putting... Like, what was the process... Uh, Joe, uh, like... I don't Amanda know how he picked him up. Yeah. yeah. Like, did he carry him on his back? 
<laughs> to the van? Like not 15 miles though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So then Joe really wakes him up by singing. I guess. Joe is playing like clearly a tape of Joe. Yeah. Because I I because I really oh, wish play that guys yeah. we're playing his own like tunes yeah. like every chance we get. But like he's like, hey, check out my demo. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's thinking of uh, what's his face who like did a long con where he owned a recording studio. Yeah, as well. like uh, I, wonder, I wonder how many immortals own recording studios. It can't just be that one guy. I'm gonna carry my demo on me wherever I go. <laughs> Um, so Cord doesn't remember Joe, which is fine because Joe was like a child mm-hmm. when Cord knew him. Um, so, but Joe ca- keeps trying to give him those hints. He calls him Sarge, Sergeant. He uh, talks about the good Marines, and Cord is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Joe is just so excited to tell him that he knows who he is. Uh, and talks <sighs> about uh, Vietnam. And um, then uh, Cord's like, oh, my uh, platoon. And Joe's like, yeah. And, it- and then Cord recognizes Joe Dawson. I'll be damned. And then we get a Joe flashback. So this is not going to be part of our flashbacks. But oh, but I should ask, Brad, what do we know about Cord? Yeah. So I looked this up because I was like, who is this guy? What's his deal? Um, Who's and- Cord Kolsky? <laughs> Andrew Cord was born in Mos- Boston, Massachusetts in 18. 18- 34. He grew up in a northern state, a free, a free man, which, yay, at least that. Yeah. Always concerned. <laughs> I'm always concerned with the show yeah. and what they're going to do racially, but, you know, alright. Um, at the age of 27, Cord enlisted in the 54th Regiment of Massachusetts Volunteers, commanded by Robert Shaw, a white officer. Um, Cord hoped to fight in defense of his brothers and sisters still enslaved in the Confederate States of America and for the preservation of the Union. At 29, Cord died in battle and became immortal. He was then taught about- (laughs) He died fighting against Duncan (laughs) McLeod. He died fighting Duncan's buddies. Um... Oof. Uh, Cord died in battle and became immortal. He was taught uh, about his immortality by his first teacher, Robert Gould. Uh, Bob Goulet. He was taught by <laughs> Bob Goulet, an immortal. <laughs> Amazing. Do we know do, do we know Robert Gould? Do we know who that is? Uh-uh. No. no. Just another fakey fake from that CD-ROM. Um, <clears throat> that CD-ROM is pure gold. <laughs> oh, like, it's so good. Like... <laughs> Like, the, the intern that got tasked with putting that together. Accord um, uh, became a professional soldier fighting in wars, uh, in both world wars, Korea, and Vietnam. Ugh, God, I hate this guy. Yeah. Um, he became cynical and suffered years of racism. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, 1834, not... Uh, 1834 <laughs> to any time in American history, including the present. Yep. Not a great time to be a black guy. Agree. Um, but in between wars, he watched from the sidelines. As equality wasn't happening, he soon came to the conclusion that only in war would he find equality. Gah. Yikes. Yeah. And then we get to this episode, so I, uh, I don't like that. No. So the flashback is uh, Vietnam... Uh, we've got Young Joe and uh, Cord, and Cord continues to call Young Joe Boy Scout. So that's so if you hear that a lot in the script, he calls him Boy Scout like fifty times in this episode. 
Um, then you've got, uh, like, oh, just people just lying dead around the village. It's, it's, it's not a pleasant scene, by the way. <sighs> FYI, nothing in this scene is positive. Yeah. I will say, I, I am always glad that if we're going to depict Vietnam, we depict it, you know, correctly. Yeah. With, uh, you know, the Americans being the bad guys. They're pieces of fucking garbage. So we basically... what co- I actually was kind of shocked this scene that we have right now where mm-hmm. we have this soldier raping this woman and like coming yeah. out with her crying and screaming. Like, I was kind of like, whoa, wow, okay. Yeah, because it's fucked up because for a split second, you know, he's there and I, 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 I for a split second, I was like, oh God, he's pulling, he's taking off his pants to rape her didn't realize no no no, no. no. this is this is he has After. raped her yeah this yes. is i mean fucking hell yeah yeah because he's raped her she is saying no more uh, her words no more hurt oh so bad um so and cord like tells her like hey we just have to make a deal on this because basically we can't get this soldier in trouble yeah, because like it's, then it's he second, fucking just kills her. Yeah, because for a second, like he, you know, Cord and and Joe go in there, and it's like, oh, okay, they're gonna fucking like take out this piece of shit. And yeah, no, real quick, Cord's just like, all right, listen, we're gonna we're gonna pay you to shut up the fuck up. Yeah. and she's like, no, and so he just fucking murders her. Yeah, and Joe like. Young Joe does want something to happen to this soldier, and he he's clearly, like, must be, like, the youngest kid in this platoon or whatever. Like, he just has not been around. He doesn't understand what pieces of garbage he's there with. Yeah. And um, so he was even shocked that Cord, like, uh, shot this lady. <sighs> but he's like, oh, we gotta- Cord's line, I think, is something like, we've gotta protect our own or something. And I'm just like, whoa. Fuck out of here. Yeah. So- Okay, so we already start the episode with Cord giving creep face, and then we have this scene, and I'm like, okay, I get it, he's the bad guy. Like, I yeah. get it. <laughs> you actually don't have to go this hard, episode. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I already hated that, like, rapist guy. Like, now you're, like, trying to make this guy somehow worse. Like, yeah. I'm like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and the, as soon as they leave, like, Joe's still like, what the fuck just happened? Um, but then the fucking heroes come in and start shooting up those goddamn yeah. fucking Americans. Yeah. <sighs> and, um, so I'm trying to give Joe the benefit of the doubt here because immediately, like, he hears the shot, the guy comes, Cord comes out, says, hey, like, we gotta just take care of our own, and then snipers come, and then Joe is on a landmine yeah. thing and gets blown. So I'm like, I'm gonna pretend that joe like this is just part joe just doesn't remember any of this part yeah so uh, joe because spent I three can't... days in vietnam and that was the entirety of his military service yeah and it's all a little hazy exactly so i'm trying because if joe knew all this then he knew this is a piece of shit guy so hmm. i'm trying to just give joe the benefit of the doubt but also this is joe's flashback so <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, but still, no, no, I'm gonna try and believe that Joe didn't remember. Okay, so, um, yeah, it's not good, he's on the, uh, mine thing, 
and it sends Joe flying into the river, and Cord finds him, and um, Joe's still alive, and but he probably would have died out there if, if Cord hadn't found him. Um, I do like this line, because he goes, Joe says, Sweet Jesus, you're dead! And Cord goes, This look like heaven? You got low expectations, Joe. <laughs> There's... There's a couple lines in here that I'm like, oh, they gave this guy all the, the fun lines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this piece of garbage human. They gave him all the fun lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And to think he was taught by Robert Goulet. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, so... Come on. Yeah. Come on, Cord. Let's go. To dream <laughs> the impossible dream. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, so we're back in present time, and, uh, Cord says, oh, you look good. Uh, better than the last time I saw you. And, you know, Joe says, you look good. And Cord's like, well, you know, not bad for someone who, like, you know, clearly didn't die with this gunshot. I just got <laughs> And Joe goes, yeah, I already know about you. That's fine. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I just uh, I got ba- I barely got shot. It's fine. Also, uh, yeah, I stopped aging about thirty years ago. Yeah. I, you know, I got a real facelift situation. Uh, no big deal. I mean, uh, you must know my father, right? That's what I meant to say. Uh, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So Joe goes, oh yeah, I've got a my friend's an immortal, and so Joe has to tell him that his name is Duncan McLeod. Why he doesn't say from the Clan McLeods? I don't know. They just came from like literally just got off the plane playing from Scotland. You'd think that would be on Joe's mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he he calls Duncan his best friend. So Maybe a little more. What? Exactly. Alright, so we are in the loft above the dojo. We're in Duncan's place. I mean, not even a speck of dust being gone that long. Um, so Joe is telling Duncan all of everything that Cord did for him. And he's like, yeah, the guy carried me on his back 16 miles through the jungle. I owe him my life. And Duncan does not look impressed. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, He goes, okay, if he's, if he's not looking for me, I'm not looking for him. And, uh, Joe's like, well, that's good. Cause I don't want you guys to like have an encounter. Yeah. Listen, um, I I mean, you're my boyfriend, but he was my first. He's special to me. <laughs> he was my first immortal. You always remember your first. Um, so Joe asks about who the sniper was, and Duncan says he got away. Uh, and Joe says, oh, that's good. Poor bastard doesn't know he's taking on. Uh, and then Charlie's there. <laughs> yeah, Duncan. Duncan's working out in the old dojo. So who is, like, fucking taking care of this dojo for, like, since Duncan died? I don't know. I, yeah, because, like, where's Richie? I guess we'll find out, I think, next episode, since Charlie won't be in it, where Richie's been at. <laughs> well, because, well, Richie's dead, too. <laughs> like, they're both dead. Yeah, but but Richie died in Europe. I feel like in this show, you just moved to a different country. <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, he was on the racing scene, um, then he went and got in the European racing scene, and then he died. So, like, everybody's yeah. dead. Like, like, legally, everyone connected to this dojo is dead. Yep. And now with Charlie for real dead, like, everyone's dead. Like, if this is, like, your regular workout spot, this is nothing but confusing. Like, who's 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 opening? Uh, anybody? <sighs> also, since they're all dead, I'd be like, this place is cursed. I'm out of here. <laughs> Seriously. Bad vibes dojo. <laughs> One star reviews on Google. <laughs> mm. 
Um, so, yeah, he's like, oh, they're just, they're just chit-chatting, uh, and Duncan's like, he, 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 like, pretends he's, he wants to, like, spar with Charlie, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> um, so, is this, let's see, where he says, uh, oh, something's going on, he, he called the cops, he went to the newspapers, he went to the airport, and there's nothing that says anyone died. <laughs> And, you know, Duncan's like, well, you probably just, like, clipped him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Charlie's like, no. (laughs) And uh, Duncan asks him again why he did it. And then we get a Charlie flashback, but not too far back. (laughs) Flashback to the Balkans. The general Balkans. I love it. Like, I love, like, (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's 1995. You can't, like, either make up a fake country or just pick someplace. Yeah, no. Nope. The Balkans. Like, that if it was, sounds if, if it far was like, away and no one will know. <laughs> if it was, like, the early 90s and we were still, you know, in some real, you know, post-Soviet, you know, flux, I could understand maybe you just say the Balkans, but, like, at this point? No. Like, just make up a fake country. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we've got the Balkans, there's a man with a gun, and there's an explosion, and then it's just a mess, and it's there's a wedding, and I don't- <laughs> Yeah, I can't- I don't even I cannot, understand. I don't know what's happening, but it looks bad. It all yeah. looks bad. But I was like, I don't know what's happening in the Balkans here, guys. Like, who-, who like, how, what's the wedding involved? Like, is this just like a- uh... I guess they're trying to tell civilians have been injured. I, oh, I, yeah. that's the only thing. I mean, like, like you could say this in so many ways. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, and so Mara's pissed. Um, she says we had to break off the attack. We lost forty men, and uh, she says it was the Kalish Kalishnikovs Kalishnikovs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the rifles that they bought um, weren't good. The ammunition was worse, and a bunch of people died. They got they got bad arms. <laughs> Here's the thing: like the way they talk about this, it's like the guns don't fire. I I understand you are a, a small whatever militia group trying to take on the other force in the Balkans, <laughs> um, but like, and you can't you know you can't waste a lot of resources. But like, I know nothing about guns quite proudly um but i definitely know like you should definitely test out a gun because like there is variations (laughs) like you need to like get like the feel of it or whatever if you're going to be using it in battle yeah so they never they got a bunch of guns like it's like we had a case with guns like uh, yeah because they lost 40 people so like passed them out never tested it never did like a couple of test rounds just to see okay this is this one shoots a little to the left you gotta this one the re i don't know the recoil is weird i don't know gun shit but like i know enough to know you should at least try it out once yeah no nothing they tried nothing they all these guns like little flags came out that said bang Um, and she says, uh, Charlie says, the one thing the Russians know how to make is rifles. They didn't screw up. It was cord. He sold his crap. Imitations. Cheap. He says cheap imitations. Then you guys should have looked at the guns and I... been like, this is a toy gun. This is even real. <laughs> Wait a minute. For some reason, when I pull the trigger, even though I didn't put a bullet in, a little flag comes out and says, whoopsie daisies. <laughs> That's a weird feature. Well, let's go to war. Yeah, and Mara's very confused. She's like, why would he do that? And Charlie's like, for money. And Mara says, is it possible he didn't know? 
like, I don't know. Have you seen Cord? He looks like a creep. Like, yeah, this whole thing. Also, is you creepy. just bought a bunch of guns from him, so. Like, yeah. First of all, don't trust anyone that's selling a lot of guns. Yeah. Hey, if anybody has a lot of guns for any reason, don't trust them. They're no. bad people. Yeah. Including you guys. <laughs> So he's in his hotel room waiting for his money. Um, so, because they've apparently they've paid him half up front. Yeah. <laughs> which, again, you pay if you're giving somebody half of what you owe them. <laughs> try out the gun. Yeah. Also, he definitely was only expecting that half because he knew that they would all die because the guns don't work. <laughs> which makes it so weird that then he goes to them and he's like, "Hey, yeah. I want the rest of my money." Yeah. Because. Ex- I don't understand what's happening. If 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 it was a situation where it was like, hey, yeah, the other side paid me more, so uh, yeah, sorry, them's the breaks, and it's like now I need to kill you to like clean up, you know, uh, whatever. But I don't even know why he's doing this. No. So I, I, the only reason I thought is he really was just coming to kill her because yeah. that way she can't talk about his shitty guns that he sells. Yeah. <laughs> his fakey fake guns. His novelty guns. <laughs> his novelty whoops. Daisy guns. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she says that they didn't fire, and he's like, oh, take it up with quality control. And uh, she says, how could you do this to our men? And she, he says, not our men, sweetheart, your men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give, I mean, come on. Um, what is also, what is going, like, this location, and I understand they're in the war-torn Balkans, <laughs> but, like, why is all, like, the stuff in their office even crazy? Like, there's holes in all of, like, these, like, cubicles oh, yeah. for some reason? There's wires coming through walls. Like, just through walls. Yeah, I'm like, why? There's the gas cans. <laughs> like, there's not a cubicle intact, which I'm like, cool, everyone hates a cubicle, um, but... Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I mean, this is just what happens in the Balkans, guys, I guess. Um, I do like uh, his purple jacket here. Let me go back and look. Oh, who? Cord's Cord's outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's nice. (laughs) He looks like he was there to do business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, Charlie has went to the hotel room, and of course, Cord isn't there. And then we're, you know, with Mara and Cord, and Mara's, uh, you know, he he's just like, what the fuck ever, um, and she he's just he just wants his money so he can go, and she points a gun at him, and she's like, which is so stupid because she, if she got the gun from him, <laughs> she knows the gun still works. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> then the little flag comes out. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I also, I love when uh, Charlie goes to the hotel. Like, the tiniest little bed in that hotel. <laughs> like, well, it is, so... It's just the Balkans. I mean, the ba- hey, the Balkans? <laughs> Maybe step up your hotel game in your war-torn Balkans. Yeah, I like that she, she's she got the gun and he just is like, um, I, I bet that Beretta in your hand has never been used. You see, it's one of mine. It won't fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so weird. So Charlie hears a gunshot. He runs in, and Mara is dead on the floor. And Cord says, "Sorry, Charlie. I have a reputation to think of." Do you? Like, what's your reputation? Selling shitty guns, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm like, if if when you s- you sell like fakey shit, and like you, then you have to like, everybody dies. 
I, how do you get a reputation? <laughs> yeah, I'm, but that's I guess that's that's why I thought he came to kill Mara is just so that way she couldn't talk about why the guns didn't work that they yeah. were from him. I don't know. Maybe so. Better guns. I like I. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like, this is so badly developed. Yeah, I have no... I was, like, watching this going, I'm not sure what this business model is. I don't understand <laughs> anything about this. Also, like, everyone eventually will be dead that would buy from you. <laughs> why did they bring Charlie back for this? Like, I get, like, oh, we want we want to see, like, you know, uh, like, how Joe lost his legs. And, like, oh, what if, it, what if it was an immortal? And that's how he got into immortal shit. That's a cool idea for an episode. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, what about this? What about this? Okay, so he's, he wants to, he's, he wants to help that immortal. But Duncan's got to go against that immortal. Oh, and let's bring in Charlie as well. Let's bring in all, let's bring in everybody. What about Richie? No, no, Richie can't be in it. We, we got, we're using Charlie. We're going to use Charlie instead. Also, Richie's super happy he wasn't in it. <laughs> I'm like, I, like. Like, on, on paper, I see how you get to this, but I don't see how you make these decisions. Yeah. Like, what, you brought back Charlie for this is just, like, a fuck you to that character. Yeah, they brought him back to kill him. Like, he left like, on, like, a, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a romance and, uh, and like, some romance a, and adventure. <laughs> yeah, like, it's cool. I'm going to the Balkans to be a, to be a, a fighter in yeah. the Balkans with my, my lady. And, like, no, <laughs> you're gonna die like a chump. Yeah, it's really sad because he dies terribly. Yeah. Um. So you know, J- Duncan's like Charlie. I understand what you're going through, but you just got to forget about Cord. Gives him no reason. <laughs> I'm like, you, he he killed like his lady that he left the dojo for. Yeah. Like he had a dojo and he left it for this lady. Think about that, Mackers. <laughs> Did you just say Mackers? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so Charlie's like, look, did I take Cord out or not? And uh, Duncan says, you didn't kill him. He should have just told him that he killed him. Yeah. Jeez. All the wrong turns that Duncan and Joe both do in this episode. I mean, yeah, you need a, a better lie. Yeah, yes, you killed him. Or uh, you didn't kill him. He's He always wears a bulletproof vest. He's, uh, yeah. he's a he's trained assassin. He's bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, so Charlie's like, I gotta go. Duncan's like, I'm your friend, which I don't even know what that's supposed to. Shockingly, Charlie leaves anyway. Oh, cool. My friend has asked me uh, to forget about uh, the person that killed the love of my life. Yeah. I guess I'll do that. And I don't know what this little vest is that (laughs) Charlie's wearing. God, Charlie, man. Charlie is always just... Forever and always, Charlie has gotten the worst from the costume (laughs) department. It really is. Like, it's not not just, like, Richie that is, like... Like, Stan Kirsch, obviously, can't work with him, and neither can the costume department. Yeah. (laughs) Because these fucking, like, Jerry Seinfeld 90s jeans that it's he's always wearing. so terrible. Ugh, yeah. And this fucking vest on top of it. Yeah. So we're at Joe's bar. Duncan's looking for cord. Uh, Joe says, I thought you said you were just gonna leave him alone. <laughs> we had an understanding. And Duncan's <laughs> like, I just need to talk to him. I just, you know, just like arrange a meeting for me. And uh, he's like, Joe's like, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, he's so fucking whiny in this episode. Yeah. I can't, Joe. I cannot with you. Um, and he's like, you're putting me in a really awkward position. <laughs> Duncan's like, I just want to talk to him. I know he saved your life. I know you can get a hold of him. And Joe says, he did more than that. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean... <sighs> 
what I really would like to know, what more did he do? <laughs> Since because of him that I got an immortal boner. Oh, God. Um, so we're in here with Young Joe, who, by the way, Young Joe, the best actor. <laughs> mm, no. His crying could use some work. <laughs> um, so you have the doctor come in and talk to him, and, uh, because he's woke, he's, he started to wake up after four days, and he says that, uh, Sergeant Cord brought him in, and, uh, Dr. Weldon is actually the resident shrink. <laughs> Uh, and said there's nobody there by the name of Cord, and the only Andrew Cord they know of died. And the guys brought him in, in his, brought in his tags. So, uh, and Joe's like, no, that is not true. I do not accept that. Also, uh, you know, my legs are hurting. <laughs> the doctor's like, look down. <laughs> I mean, it's, this doctor, listen, I understand this is like a fucking war hospital and like you got a lot of shit to take care of, but you can't just, you gotta like, let, you gotta let somebody know they lost their legs in a little bit easier manner. No. You and can't just be like, yeah, it's called phantom limb syndrome. It happens after people lose their legs. P.S. Um, funny story. Look down. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and he's supposed to be like the resident shrink. It's not even like He's, I mean, he's a doctor. He's a, he's got a doctor in his name, but you know, he's the shrink. He's not like the doctor. So, like, That's true. You would think, as a, a a psychiatrist, like he would know a better way to help somebody deal with this. I mean, I guess if you're a military shrink in Vietnam, though, yeah, really, your whole job is just like I. I, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, maybe yeah. just torturing people. Like, I, I there's you're you're either like the most like sad tortured person because of what you have to deal with, yeah. or you're just a CIA plant to torture people. Um, and then we've got young Ian who comes in and tells him about uh watchers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he shows him his shitty tattoo. <laughs> so weird. Oh, and he says it's a symbol. It means I belong to an organization called the Watchers. And Joe's like, watching who? <laughs> it's so crazy that this is this is how and why Joe gets brought into the Watchers. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is this is the moment. I thought for sure this was like gonna be like a fa- it was like a family lineage situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it seemed like for the I mean like when we first learned about the Watchers, it does seem like a lot of family lineage shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's like, just like your Sergeant Cord. And he says, he died, you saw him, you were there, you know it's true, he's an immortal. I mean, what does that even mean? Like, I just feel like, what are you saying? Also, what's this, what's fucking Bancroft doing in Vietnam? He's Darius's watcher. You know who's <laughs> definitely not in Vietnam? That fucking coward. <laughs> He's in some, like, sh- shrine temple place in Vietnam hanging out. I mean, that motherfucker has not left the same hidey hole for hundreds of years. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why Ian has time to just go about town, because, like... <laughs> yeah. Listen, you should join our club. It's real easy. <laughs> like, um, we got these immortals. They're mostly cowards that just hide in little hidey holes. And then, like... <laughs> You just, like, you know, make notes about what they do, which is not much. <laughs> um, yeah, and he tells them, you know, it's real. Who are they? Why are they here? Biggest questions on Earth, Joe. That's why we watch. Why we record their lives. Why we don't interfere. You could belong, or you could say no. You could go on with your life. 
I could just fade away. I would love if he just faded away, by the way. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and he'd wonder Whoa. whether this was ever really... <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, and you'd wonder whether this ever really happened. No, you're not actually fading away. You would just walk out, and I would know that I've seen you before. <laughs> but he backs <laughs> off, and he's, like, waving his hands, like, <laughs> Is this real, or is this a drug dream? You'll never know. <laughs> it's real. I'm awake. <laughs> All right. All right, if you say so. Hey, what are you doing? Shut up! I'm doing a thing. <laughs> Weird tattoo. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. I'm in a club. Okay, nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's no bueno. Um. So you know, Joe. Now we're back in the present with the cloud. And uh, Joe's like, if it wasn't for Cord, I would never be a watcher. Which I'm like, uh, do you thank him or blame him? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. And Duncan's like, you know, I really don't know a lot about you, Joe. <laughs> and then they talk, both talk about having secrets. Um, although Duncan probably doesn't have that many because he's had watchers. Yeah. But also, who's Cord's watcher? Where's that guy? Um, let's find out. Yeah. Um, his watcher. Oh, he has Sister Mary Ignatius. Oh, God. Um,. A watcher, she was recruited out of Catholic University School of Nursing in 1970. She ranked second in her class at Watcher Academy. <laughs> watcher Whoa. Academy! Whoa. Um, did, did Joe use, like, a GI loan to go to Watcher <laughs> Academy? <laughs> her skills included uh, battlefield medicine, agriculture and irrigation, midwifery, <laughs> diplomacy, the languages English, French, Vietnamese, oh. Khmer... Somali, Croatian, and Arabic. Her career consisted of a series of special assignments and VCR TV repair. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, from 1972 to 83, she was in Southeast Asia, reporting on Duncan McLeod when he was in Cambodia in 75. Mm. Uh, from 84 to 91, she was in West Africa. 91 to 2001, she was in the Balkans. And from 2002 to the present she's in afghanistan oh she's like she's like likes war yeah gross mm-hmm. um so they're having joe and duncan are having a little heart-to-heart friendly convo and then joe or duncan goes oh by the way the sniper is charlie <laughs> joe goes that's impossible charlie's in the balkans and i'm thinking you were just in scotland like <laughs> you know how planes work, Joe. Does he? Oh, God. He says, why would he want to shoot Cord? That's my friend. And Duncan says, well, that's why I want to talk to Cord. Um, we've got the first of the paintball scenes. <sighs> Cord just is going nutso with the paintball, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, this dude just loves war. And like, yeah, I'm like, I, this fucking like, I... Like, adults that are, like, into paintball is so fucking weird. Yeah. And especially this one that's got, like, a confederate vibe. Like, what's... I I mean, it makes sense. Like, I get it. I get who these people are. Some fucking herda hatta like, you know, fucking hillbilly douchebags that are playing confederate paintball gun war. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, even Joe tells Court, I can't believe you still think this is fun. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah, Joe goes, knocking off a bunch of yuppie rabbits? It doesn't seem fair. <laughs> well, I'm shooting them with paintballs, so yeah, I'm not really uh, yeah. knocking them off, Joe. Uh, see, it's a... Uh, it's uh, just paint. It's just lame is what it is. I mean, yeah. you you seem to not like it because of the, the trappings of war, uh, which is the part I like about it. 
But what we're all ignoring is how fucking lame it is. Um, so Cord asks, uh, you know, how it, well he knows Duncan, Joe says, so well, as well as I knew you once. <laughs> I mean... He's, he's, he says he's friend. And, uh, he says, and the shooter, what's his story? And Joe just shrugs. <laughs> and this, I love this line that Cord has. He goes, got a lot of friends, Joe. Regular Sesame Street over here. <laughs> <laughs> such a good line i know i was like damn it they're giving this guy all the good lines it's a really Um, good one yeah because there's another line he says later on too and i'm like damn it why do they give this terrible guy all the good lines yeah um so joe's like he's just trying to work things out and he's like all right well fine i guess i'll meet him um so then we're at the bar and duncan's now asking all kinds of questions of joe because now they're gonna be like besties for realsies um, like how how long has he been playing the guitar? Like how has he never asked that question, or have yeah. they never talked about? It? But I guess that's the whole point, right? That they just don't really talk. Like what were they talking about on the plane ride from Scotland? That's <laughs> <laughs> mostly just Joe asking like fanboy questions. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So Joe says he's been playing guitar since he was a kid. Um. And Duncan is just like waiting around for what's his face, and Jeff's like, he'll be here. Um, and Duncan's like, it's gonna be fine. I just want to talk. <laughs> I just, it's it's weird. I mean, like you're my friend right now, and he was my first friend, and like <laughs> I just, like I just, I, the world's colliding. I feel very uncomfortable, you know. It's, it's so this whole thing is just played so weird. <laughs> like I. When it's they do, just... when they eventually do this fucking you know Highlander remake with Henry Cow, I know it'll be Connor, but like if if like we like you know get into like this larger Highlander universe and we start rebooting the series, like there is gonna be so much gay Highlander shit. There has to be. It, there needs to be because there is. It's almost there. Like it's almost absolutely more than subtext. Yeah, like especially like especially these two. But we definitely. I mean, we've already had like you know. The, the the immortals that are just like whatever I just fuck whatever I've been here forever for hundreds of years who the yeah. fuck cares like so I mean clearly like that's not even a thing with immortals they don't fucking care so like yeah. I feel like if they made the show today it would just be more open whereas like Joe definitely is a, a cape chaser <laughs> an immortal chaser <laughs> I mean. There's just no way around. It. Yeah. Um, Joe does say something which I'm like, yeah, you guys make terrible decisions this episode because he says, I just wish I'd set this meeting up in a church or on holy ground somewhere. I'm like, yeah, yeah. why? You're so concerned about it. Why didn't you? Because he wanted him to come to his bar. Ugh. Maybe we can have a threesome. I yeah. mean, maybe we can all be friends. Yeah. And then Charlie walks in. How? I don't even know why Charlie shows up. Um, and, you know, Joe's like, get him out of here. Charlie's like, I thought I was welcome. <laughs> and Duncan's like, this is not a good time. And, uh, yeah. So Charlie's like, what is fucking happening right now? Listen, we're trying to have a threesome, all right? Yeah. You're making it weird. Yeah, Stop a Because, like, Joe is so, again, so whiny this episode. But, like, in this scene is practically crying at Charlie. Look. <laughs> Tonight, Charlie, you can come back tonight and I'll tell you anything you want to know. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh um, my god. Yeah, and then Duncan feels the buzz and he's like, late for that. And uh, 
you know, Cord comes in and Charlie's like, son of a... And, um, yeah. And then Duncan walks Charlie out with a fucking knife and almost, like, <laughs> slits Charlie's throat. Yeah. Why did... Okay, why does this vest have a collar? I do not know. It's like a leather... It's like a sleeveless leather jacket. Yes. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's better... When he when he was in Duncan's place, I actually thought it was a fur collar. Because <laughs> it was just a little dark in his place. Fucking hell, like... Clothes are so bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Duncan tells Charlie, like, look, Cord and Joe go way back, they have a history, and, um... Charlie goes, oh, what, you're gonna, like, just hang out with him? <laughs> And Charlie reminds Duncan that he killed Mara, and he said he'd kill you too if you go after him. And Charlie says, you don't know that. Again, so many opportunities for Duncan to just fucking say something. Anything. Anything, yeah. Um, There are things about him you don't know, you have to stay away from him, blah, 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 blah. Hey, he's a paid assassin. If you kill him, then the government's going to kill you. So just, like, let it go. Yeah. He's untouchable. Sorry. You got fucked. And Charlie's like, what do you expect me to do, McLeod? Walk away? Forget- I mean, like, that- Charlie's, like, asking some relevant questions. Yeah, you gotta give him something. Yeah. And he's like, what, I'm supposed to pretend it didn't happen? And, uh, Duncan's like, well, just give me a chance to straighten it out. Straighten- Is he gonna gonna bring her back from the dead? Yeah. Like, what's the the to straighten out? Yeah, and that's- I mean, that's basically what Charlie says. Charlie's like, straighten what out? (laughs) It's just so stupid. Um, and so Charlie leaves- back at paintball <laughs> so did cord like leave the bar and just go straight to paintball <laughs> i guess like just like i i missed paintball already um let's see like, oh. so like he yeah le- I, I, so they didn't have so he just came there charlie had a little freak out yeah and then like cord just left Yep, I went to paintball. Went to go paintball. Like, this paintball shit is so... Yeah. I... And and he, like, takes everyone out right away. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe goes, lighten up, Andy, it's a game. <laughs> uh, so Cord wants to meet up with McLeod again. And uh, Joe's like, why? And he goes, hey, he gave me... You gave me your word. This is not about McLeod. It's about Joe. <laughs> it's like, Joe, please. Your boyfriends have to just work it out amongst themselves. <laughs> Um, and Cord is honest with Joe. He says, look, we're all after each other. I mean, I, I wish he kind of had the line of there could be only one just because, you know, we haven't had that. <laughs> anyone say that in a while. <laughs> um, Joe says it doesn't have to be like that. Cord says, grow up, Joe. That's the way it is. Um, and then tells Joe that uh, he saved his life. I carried you 16 freaking miles on my back. I own your ass. Joe says, I owe you my life, not his. <laughs> God. He's such a whiny bitch. <laughs> so, like, fuck off with this shit. <laughs> like, the sadness in Joe's eyes <laughs> that it's coming to this. Yeah. And, uh, Duncan is working on some kind of clock. <laughs> uh, with Joe just pacing around. And he says, Joe goes, everything's wrong. Just say everything is wrong. <laughs> so weird. It's uh, like, I, I fantasized about this. I mean, I've, I've uh, <laughs> thought about this day for so many nights. And uh, oh, I just didn't want it to be like this. Yeah, yeah. And Duncan could not give a fuck. It's just like, mm, it's not the first time someone's come looking for me. If he wants me, I'm here. <laughs> and then he, Joe asks him if he could just like leave for a couple days. 
<laughs> Duck is like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Joe wants to try and work it out. I'm like, Joe, you have not made good decisions today, sir. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. be able to work any of this out. Um, and Joe tells Duncan, don't do this to me. And Duncan's like, I'm not doing this to you. <laughs> this barely involves you, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, Duncan's not going after Cord. Like, he, like, <laughs> Cord's coming to the dojo. In fact, he's here right now. <laughs> Duncan can't even bother to get dressed for this. Like he's uh No. He's wearing his his casual <laughs> beige. <laughs> his oversized cash beige. Ugh, it's like laundry day at the dojo. Yeah. This is a fun fight scene though, I will say. Yeah. Um yeah, because Duncan comes uh down and says, Joe Dawson thinks he owes you. And Cord says, Good boy old boy scout, he does. And uh so Duncan tries to tell him, like, just walk away. We don't have to do this. And Cord's like, nope. And Cord looks super sassy with his, like, hand behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like his style, and I like his cool sword, too. That neat I saber do, guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like a real little, like, um, it's like a uh, piratey looking sword. Yeah, yeah. He's got real swashbuckler vibes. Absolutely, yeah. But I just, like, he's so sassy with his sword, and I love it. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the end of the last scene where Joe looks just like he's gonna break down and cry. <laughs> so lame. Uh, um, I do, and I like this fighting in between, like, the, the, um, rungs of this wall thing, whatever yeah, this I, thing. That's, what the fuck is this thing? I have no clue what it is, because the other one is just up against the wall. Because I thought it was, like, a room divider situation, but there's no way, like... No. It's so teenser. Is it for climbing? I don't know, but I like it. I like it for their fight. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, this whole thing is fun. Uh, at one point, Duncan, like, well, his cord's sword falls and Duncan kind of has him and he just, like, flips over the stairs, <laughs> grabs his sword and is ready to go. Um, and Duncan takes him down and has him where he could take his head, um, but says, get out of here. Hey, Duncan, there can be only one. Yeah, that's the thing. And you know this guy, he just came to your dojo. Like, he's not gonna leave. Yeah. Like, also, like... I, uh, he's I just, mean, like, a happy murderer. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, he just, like, killed, like, Charlie's lady and a bunch of other people with yeah. phony baloney guns. <laughs> I mean, really, though, that is kind of on them for not testing those guns. Uh, so, um, at Joe's bar... Joe tells Charlie it's just you and me um and he I, I don't know he's just saying like I guess he's just trying to explain Cord away it's so weird because he's like, he, like pours him a drink he's like hey drinks on me and uh, I was like oh he's gonna fucking explain it to him finally yeah, no. Charlie gets to know and he's like no he doesn't no he just tells him that Cord is is his friend and that's why you know like doesn't want Duncan to do anything to him and Charlie's like well then we've got nothing to talk about yeah yeah valid yeah and um and then he tries to like get Charlie like on his side. He's like, haven't you ever made a friend? And you know, I mean, a guy you can trust your life with. And Charlie's like, yeah, a couple. One of them is dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that. I'm putting those words in Charlie's mouth. But clearly, that's, that's what happened. 
So, um, yeah. And so, like clearly, like Ford's so whole thing in like the military is like, uh, yeah, I, I protect, I take care of my own. So it's like he's just doing his job when he saved Joe's life. It wasn't like no. this was yeah. my dear friend from the war. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And like he's using it against Joe now. So you know, wasn't Joe? Wasn't, you were in an unhealthy relationship. He literally didn't recognize you. I get it. You've <laughs> aged. He has. I get that. But also, like, it took so. Well, you also were just terrible at giving clues, <laughs> Joe. So. <laughs> you also tried to play your demo album for him. <laughs> like, hey, check out this mixtape I made you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, Joe's like, just leave Cord alone. And Charlie, which makes it seem like Charlie is the aggressor. It's like, dude, you know you're, that Cord is an immortal. Like, why are you making Charlie feel like he's in the wrong? Yeah. Um, and Joe says he'll kill you. And Charlie goes, well, everyone keeps saying that. Thanks for the dream. Yeah, because they, they do but they don't actually tell him why they think that. Like, Duncan has taken out so many immortals for so much less. Yeah. Like, yeah, he like his, little Irish, his little Irish buddy. <laughs> <laughs> little Irish incel. Uh, and then, um, yeah, when they're, when Charlie goes outside, Cord is there. And he, he goes, everybody comes to Joe's. <laughs> um, and again to fight a little scuffle if you will which is amazing because like he just ducks every move charlie makes yeah yeah it's not it's not nice no it's not nice it's not good i feel bad but also like i feel bad that nobody tells charlie anything yeah um also i like the way cord has his like the lapel of his jacket all up like he's oh yeah <laughs> he's a greaser <laughs> good it's good <laughs> i mean again not a lot of great looks in this episode no, but no. uh Gordon, it's pretty cool yeah yeah he's got a couple, couple cool moves there i mean he's a good evil guy like <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'll give him that for an episode that's really shitty i was like oh, God, the guy's good uh, uh, what he's here to play and all that um and now knowing a little bit more of his history that some of the lines are i mean not that they didn't make sense necessarily but i think hit home a little bit more because when cord sees charlie he says you're a good soldier and a brother i don't like killing brothers and charlie says kiss my black ass man (laughs) but now like knowing his history that like he originally was like fighting for the rights of those enslaved and all of that stuff like oh that that probably does actually mean something to cord that he's black yeah but we, we should we should we need to do more with black immortals like there's so much yeah. that we could do with that yep but uh you know this show would rather just have duncan be buddies with the confederates yeah so. i i do think like that that could change drastically if they redid this yeah i there's so much room there's so much room for good things that could happen in a reboot situation yeah i mean especially now after watching what they've done with um quantum leap it's like i feel like they could easily do that with this show definitely i mean they couldn't have rebooted beauty and the beast i'm sorry <laughs> i mean they technically tried and it yeah. did not work out yeah no um and they did a terrible job with uh of uh what's it called x-files but that oh, show was God. terrible to start with so yeah you start with garbage you're just gonna get a reboot of garbage mm-hmm. um yeah so he stabs charlie and then he pushes him off of the building <laughs> yeah uh, and then says that must have hurt. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so I'm good. sorry. It's so it's so wrong. <laughs> he's so, he's a real good villain. Like he is. He's like, not like the creepiest guy, but he's no. definitely a good like twirling mustache villain. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Duncan goes to find Joe, and he then he feels the buzz, and he goes outside, and um, he's looking for Cord, but he sees Charlie on the ground. I can't. I don't know how Charlie's alive enough to talk to Duncan. <laughs> well, I mean, a stab a stab wound to the gut is uh, it's a slow death. But then he got pushed off a building. Yeah, that's why he dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I. Yeah, I it's... just I just don't know how he's Oof. alive now to just talk to Duncan even this much. I just I don't get it. But whatever. Char- Charlie's a fighter. I will say that we've seen uh-huh. him almost die before. So. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Duncan's telling him to hang on, and he's like, ah, forget it. <laughs> and he says, we both know it's too late. <laughs> just as sad. <sighs> um, and Charlie says, he should be dead, I don't understand. And then Duncan tells him, well, you can't kill him, you never could, Cord is immortal. And Charlie's like, what the fuck? And Duncan's like, I promise I tell you the truth one day. I mean, he did say before he died. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I guess. Promise kept. <laughs> he said, Court is immortal and so am I. And then Charlie gets an amazing line, which is telling him like he knew there was something weird about him. And uh, he says, don't suppose you could spare some for me, could you? <laughs> which <laughs> I was like, wow, Charlie, <laughs> just joking about your own death. It's <laughs> a goodie. Uh, Charlie and says, then, then so, we get a montage of all of Charlie's yeah. terrible outfits. Oh god, so many, so many. To the costume team that hates Charlie. So we get a montage of, um, shockingly, no Charlie and Richie scenes. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, so Duncan goes and Joe's and says, Joe, where is he? Charlie's dead. I let him go and he killed Charlie. And he's like all crazy. And uh, I, I guess Joe just tells him he's probably at the paintball place. It's the only place he goes and hangs out. Fucking <laughs> um, loser. Yeah, so... The court says, watch your step, you're in my camp now. You should have killed me. I'm like, this? The paintball place? So does like, does, like he own this paintball place? Is uh, this like his dojo? I guess... Um, like, he t- says this he's teenser paint mail paintball yeah. room, by the way because it is just like it's the one room yeah and he says I I scouted this place especially for me what are you talking about God. yeah um and Cord does get whack Duncan in the face with the paintball gun yeah or the paintball um so and yeah so they start fighting and then um I guess this is supposed to be a wacky little like cat and mouse chase scene but i'm like so lame uh-huh. <laughs> um but i'm with you i do like his, like the stances he takes with the sword and all that stuff are fun yeah yeah he's having some fun physicality with it yeah um and then he just has duncan in like a big empty room so i'm like well this is you're basically at the dojo like there's no difference yeah. you're just in a big room now um yeah and and then duncan like uh goes and like catches his neck and cord says damn outstanding um and duncan says i'm not done yet and then beheads him and then we have a very fun quickening because the whole building just falls apart (laughs) yeah it's like just walls just start tumbling down Duncan also uh, went into this fight, by the way, with his uh, action action leather vest um, and t-shirt. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I do not know. 
I, I guess a vest in honor of Charlie. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Like, 1995? Ugh. Like, man, we, like, 90s fashion. Oof. We, we've gone from the interesting part of the 90s to, to like, just, it's getting ugh. bad. Yeah. Um, I'm sure production was super happy to, like, be able to, like, have things fall after, like, they were all complaining last week. Yeah. And only had the big moon. <laughs> Um, so Duncan is sad. He's in the dojo looking at the picture of Charlie. Joe walks in and- Joe walks in wearing his, his much larger father suit. <laughs> like, why is- what's going on? Why is this suit so big? Also, what business are you attending to today, Joe? <laughs> are, like, I was like, oh, are we going to a funeral? Are we going to one of their funerals? Which one? God. I'm not sure. Like, Duncan's not wearing a suit, so I, no. I guess maybe- Cord, uh, but Cord's not gonna have a funeral. No. It's just a headless body. Yeah. But the the coroner is like, oh no, our serial killer's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, they, he was gone for a while and uh, he's back. <laughs> headless bodies it is, I guess. Um, yeah, so just like, I don't know what, what to say. This never should have happened. And uh, Duncan says, I, you know, Charlie died because I let Cord live. I'm thinking like, yeah, it's both of you fools' fault. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, I let you, I let you get between us, Joe. I shouldn't have. You and I were different. We got too close. <laughs> we got too close to the truth. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> We've never been closer to the uh, truth. God, would you guys just fuck already? Uh, seriously. Uh. And Joe just goes, but we're friends, Mac. <laughs> and Doug says, we crossed the line. And I was like, ooh, have you? <laughs> And uh, Joe says, oh, so that's it? You're just going to walk away? And Duncan says, I am an immortal. And then Joe leaves. <laughs> I don't know if any of either of you actually said words that, uh-huh. a- that answered any of each other's questions. <laughs> I think it, these look like they were two different conversations they were just having in the same room with each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there goes that friendship. Oh, probably not, though. No, they'll have probably makeup sex not. here in like a minute. So it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the episode, Brothers of Arms. Um, what a what an ep. <laughs> All right, best dressed, worst dressed. Oh boy. I'm gonna say best dressed is Cord, and I actually am gonna say his jacket with the lapel up like he's a greaser. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I liked his other suit too, though. But uh, I just thought he looked cool. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think that was yeah. I, I man, like these last couple episodes, I'm like the fashion is just there's no. just not a lot. No. Yeah, because I need them to kick it up. Yeah. Um, can I also point out to you? Oh boy. Um, this poster in the background in Duncan's office. <laughs> I'm at the 4706 point for anyone listening. I, I, I don't know if it's like a diet poster, but it, it looks like a guy just like dancing in his underwear. And I, I, maybe it's like, a, hey, this is the food pyramid and what you should eat to be <laughs> uh, a sexy dancing guy. I mean, what is happening? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, I do not know. <laughs> I mean, is it like a fighting stance? <laughs> I don't know, but, like, the thing on the bottom, it looks like... I mean, it's hard to tell what it is, but yeah. all these little things, I just... I don't know. Very bizarre. Um, worst dress. Oh, fuck. I mean, it's gotta be Charlie, right? <laughs> it's gotta be something Charlie wore. Like, the sleeveless leather jacket. Oh, yeah, sleeveless leather jacket's bad. I mean, because... I mean, in his honor... <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Duncan wore yeah. his leather vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Charlie with that sleeveless like leather jacket is <laughs> trash. But again, a strong shout out for Joe's oversized suit. God, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, um, and just everything because everybody just looks yeah. terrible. It's not like, not good. Who oof. won and who lost? I would God. say that Vietnamese woman who got raped lost. Raped and then murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say she lost. Yeah. Really pissed off about that scene. I, I do not understand the necessity of that scene. It was really fucked up. Yeah. Um, I will say, I will say um, on the pro side, you know who else lost? The United States yeah. in the Vietnam War. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yep. Who won? The Vietnamese. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry. On the episode, um, God, Richie. I guess he didn't have to be here. Well, and now he can be here all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I like. Is it I mean, they weird? do have to take Charlie. They have to take Charlie's um, remains to another city. Yeah. And dump them. Like. If, if I, why I would ever even want to talk to David Abramowitz, but if I did, that would be a question I would have for him. Like, why was Richie and Charlie rarely in any episodes, and after a certain point, never in episodes together? Like, why? I do not, I just needed someone to answer me. Just, because yeah. it's a super mystery. It's a super mystery. It's, it's so weird. And like, I feel like it started off like I was, we were all joking about it, and then like, they just for real were never in episodes together. Yeah. So, yeah, very bizarre. So, anywho. Brad, you want to tell me what's happening on next week's episode? Oh, guys, we're so excited because uh, next week's episode that we are all very much looking forward to is season four, episode three, The Innocent. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In an episode filled with danger and compassion. <laughs> all right, all right, calm it down. <laughs> Richie encounters Mikey, a huge immortal of limited mental development. Are we doing another one of these? Oh, boy. Of limited mental development and a fascination with trains. Richie takes Mikey home to McLeod, <laughs> who advises him that taking care of Mikey could be trouble. God, like he's a puppy. Um, McLeod remembers coming to the aid of a young Indian in trouble. Oh boy. With his help, with his help, when his help got the man killed. While McLeod faces Tyler King, an immortal who's coming after Mikey, Richie must find the maturity to take responsibility for Mikey's situation. What? Is, I, is this a new character we're getting? This really sounds like Richie's learning about the responsibility of taking care of a puppy. Ugh. So, I just... I would like to read both things from IMDb. One is the synopsis, which is just a one-liner that says, Duncan and Richie try to protect a mentally challenged man who is an immortal. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> so if you're looking at the synopsis for this episode, oh that's it. <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> And then the the summary, which is uh, typically what Claire reads, is uh, Richie finds immortal Mikey, a railroad-fascinated autistic man, wandering after immortal Alan, Mikey's last protector, is killed. Richie and Duncan take Mikey in, but he is a trouble magnet. (laughs) He's a trouble magnet. (laughs) And the immortal who killed his protector is now after him. Also, Duncan buys a decrepit house. (laughs) (laughs) And it's full of ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking love it. I'm excited. In flashbacks to 1868 Dakota Territory, Duncan inter- interferes with a white man beating an Indian boy. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Well, Duncan tries to be on the right side of history just one time, and it goes awry. <laughs> and he learned his lesson. Never again! <laughs> well, next week will be, uh, I'm sure, interesting, um, awkward, and something we've seen before a couple of times. Oh, jeez. So weird. So bizarre. Um, yeah. And the actor that plays the autistic guy has been in, like, oh, so many things, so... Um, which just means this is going to be an insane version, I'm sure, <laughs> of the character. Uh, okay, well, with that, I think we're, we're out. I think we're done with this app. I can't wait yeah, to learn yeah, about the yeah. decrepit house, though. <laughs> decrepit house, I'm very excited about. <laughs> he gets a oh, real we're, we're getting away from the dojo. We're getting away from the dojo and we're going to be fixing up an old house. <laughs> Oh, welcome to season four. All right, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the Sass line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.
Спасибо.